Welcome. It is the Under the Ropes podcast. Number, episode number eight. It is your pals, Brian and Mario. Mario, what's up? Not much. I'm uh, glad we're back on the uh, another Under the Ropes. I like these. It's been a bit of a while since we've done one of these. And I know it's, it's just been, we've been like so busy the last month or so that it's been a bit tricky to get one of these done. We've had a bunch of great stories. We've wanted to make it happen. It just hasn't been able to happen. Yeah. And you know, I kind of miss the old format in a way because it was every week we had something to tag onto. I think we just got to get back in the habit of doing these every week. And then yeah. it solves that whole issue. But. Yeah, for sure. Just does the other episodes were just getting way too long. And this was able to, you know, the the reason why we did break it up is because we were able to consolidate and specialize the podcast a bit more. So the regular one is just focused on skiing and snowboarding. This one is everything else kind of slapped together, which is nice. So again, if you just want to focus on hearing about skiing and snowboarding, perfect. And if you think we're funny and charming and interesting and want to hear more about our diverse array of interests we have, this is what Under the Ropes is for. Unfiltered. On the, the really unfiltered part. It's a little less filtered here. We get a little... Uh, we work yeah. a little blue here, as they used to say in like the, what, the 70s, 60s, 40s, whenever. But we do appreciate you listening to it. Thank you so much for checking it out. SkiBumpPodcast.com. We are on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bump Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe. Really do appreciate it. And send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Mario, we're back. It's time for our prey today. Yeah, prey today again. <laughs> for you, this is your third visit. I think this is my three, not counting the priest. So this is... Four, this is five for me. So nice. I'm keeping up. And the, the last one, that one from Burlington was, uh, that was a big boy. So, well, this is another one that I got from my beer of the month club that so happenly gave me beer from one of our favorite places, Jackson Hall. Another J hole beer. Another J hole beer. So this is from Roadhouse Brewing. Ah, there we go. And it is called Family Vacation Cream Ale. Oh, nice. So the other one I had was Loose Boots. And now this one is Family Vacation. So this is a golden ale. American American Pilsner, 4.9 ABV. So not too crazy. Like I'm doing good with the ABVs right now. Like yeah. I haven't gone to the to the sevens and up, which is good. That's <laughs> why I can still talk. Yes, that's important. And after three, you know, that's when things start getting interesting. You can you can choose two different paths. Exactly. Choose wise. It's, like it's like the road not taken. This is where you kind of come to that fork in the road. Well, I want to ease into like the holiday weekend. Like mm-hmm. yeah, three day weekend. I don't want to go too crazy. I want to enjoy tomorrow. But this is very tasty. God damn, this is good beer. So it's a cream ale. Whenever I think of cream ale, I think of cream ale, cream soda. You know, yeah, right. Um, this is, it's got like a creamy flavor, but uh, you know, like a texture, but it, it tastes just like a regular, it's a Pilsner. It's like a regular, like a Budweiser style, like Pilsner. 
And you hear like that cream ale, you feel like a milkshake or something. Yeah, you know? it just has a, a nicer, a little bit silkier texture, but it tastes like a regular beer, which is good. It's kind of like crushable, but like you feel like you're a little more highfalutin drinking it. Nice. <laughs> right, that's so, that's our style. The can's pretty cool because it has like a little family van. Yeah, right. So as if you're going on the uh on the family ski trip. This might be a beer you're drinking while you're driving. <laughs> while you're driving, know. right? Why, why wouldn't you? <clears throat> Family's, you know, yelling in the back. You trying to navigate those treacher, treacherous roads? Why don't you shut the hell up? Shut up. Everybody just shut up or I'll drive us right. No, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Bri? I don't know what I have, to be honest. Oh, you, you had a, so a plethora I, of stuff. I have something, but I don't know what I'm having. Oh, and I will explain what that means. So, I, first off, a big shout out to our friend John. He's been a, a supporter. Applause. It's funny. We actually met John at a brewery a couple of years ago, and uh, have become friends with him in real life. And that was by accident too. We were just there, was, and they're like, it was, it they was recognized very, the logo from. We had the shirts swag. on. We had yeah. shirts on. And uh, they recognize which are available at the shop. Would that be the ski bump podcast.com slash shop? <laughs> I believe it is. I believe it is. Yeah, Mugs we're are both, coming. Mugs, Mugs are, on are the coming. <laughs> so we just had like shirts on and they recognized us. And again, it was, you know, we weren't in a ski town. It wasn't ski season. It was a brewery in New Jersey in August and recognized us, started chatting. It was a listener, it was a fan. Super cool. Turned out like live not too far away. Um, from each other and just a, a great guy, great family. Uh, got to ski with him last year, which was great. And so we met up a couple months ago, got a beer, hung out and he belongs to a homebrew club. Nice. And he gave me a bunch of them. And when he gave them to me, I probably remembered what they were. They were in my fridge for a few months and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta really start drinking these. Like this isn't cool to, you know, he gave me these, they made these and I, I don't want to like not, you know, respect them and, and not drink them and enjoy them. So I just grabbed this one and it's called We're Going Streaking. Nice. And it's a 9.5er. So it's a humdinger. And I got to be honest, I have no idea what kind of beer it is. Like, I'm trying to, it's, it's darkish. It, is it like a, like a red ale or let's see the color brown ale to the camera? What it's kind of, it's kind of tough because it's in this mug. Can you see it ish? Yeah, it's like a reddish. I'm trying to, have to pour it all over the all over my laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll almost bam right on the laptop. Like a reddish or brownish ale, and I mean, I do feel like I get hints of cherry cough syrup, but in a good way. And oh, oh, like like codeine, right. like purple drink. Is that is that purple drink? I you got, got purple. I got hints of purple drink. Maybe it's a little purple drink and hops. It's I. It's really good. Like it doesn't. It's weird. It you get that little bit of like, oh, this is boozy, but then it's gone. Is like, it? It's brewed with night train. <laughs> it's perhaps it is <laughs> in a barrel aged night train. <laughs> you got you got to ask him. What what is this one that I had? He's gonna be like, dude, you were so far off. You were so stupid. I'm like, <laughs> yup. Dude, the best part of meeting him that that time was like. It was like he didn't even come over. Somebody was like, "Oh, that person recognizes you." Like what? And we like we went over, and he's like, "You're Mario and Brian. I thought you just wearing like 
to th- like it was just funny. It was weird. It was, it was funny. Weird. Cool. It was cool. It, it was, was really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, that's uh, that's sort of our our path. It's been it's been fun. It's funny like people when they do kind of notice us or you know we're wearing something and people pick us up because it's and they it's don't want to punch us in the face. That's the surprise. Yeah, I mean you know we offer a very interesting product to the ski industry that's mostly either really really lame or really really old. So we bring a unique perspective, point of view sense of humor that we think the ski and snowboard world desperately needs. Yeah. So you're just welcome. a fresh attitude. It's the attitude, right? Yeah. It's not like we're doing anything crazy or stupid. It's just, you know, it's just skiing and snowboarding is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to be like the, you know, something you enjoy. We're just you trying know, to crank that up. Baby Smooth it. would say, I love a podcast with a fresh ass mouth. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm a girl with a fresh ass mouth. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know what this beer is. I'm calling it a brown ale with hints of purple drink. It is <laughs> really good. purple drink. Dude, those are great tasting notes. Hints of purple drink <laughs> and codeine culture. This is why I have four followers on Untapped because they're like, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. He's Tastes pouring, like chewing crayons. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? He's pouring watermelon juice in his beer. Like, it's just, it's just, I want no it's part not, of this. They're like, they're like, after your comment, like the best part is you probably don't go back to to see what you posted, and they posted, "What the fuck? Who puts watermelon in the beer? This heavy topper is just not I sweet do. enough." <laughs> Needs more watermelon juice. <laughs> Pour watermelon, watermelon juice and everything. Drink. Fuck that. I don't care what you people say. I'm putting watermelon and everything. That is correct. Yeah, well, purple drink and brown, <laughs> brown well, ale purple drink. What we should be doing is actually drinking more water and more watermelon and less alcohol if we are to trust so. what this most study that came out from this apparently university of oxford place which i never heard of that's a goddamn conspiracy if i ever heard one. i don't know nothing about no university of oxford oxford Oxford. they had an observational study yeah probably like like bovine go there (laughs) that's right i'm supposed Uh, to be impressed good day is it oxen university yeah oxen university in an observational study, which has not yet been peer-reviewed, researchers from the University of Oxford studied the relationship between the self-reported alcohol intake of some 25,000 people in the UK and their brain scans. The researchers noted that drinking had an effect on the brain's gray matter, regions in the brain that make up important bits where information is processed, according to lead author Anya Topiwala, a senior clinical researcher at Oxford. Never been laid once in his life. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the more people drank, the less the volume of their gray matter. According to this virgin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> According to this guy that's never kissed a girl. God damn it. <laughs> Brain volume reduces with age and more severely with dementia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> Big words, big words. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Syllables. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Slide Rule. Shut the fuck up. Mr. Smart Guy. <laughs> God damn. <laughs>
Apparently, smaller brain volumes also predicts worse memory on memory testing. Oh, so she, this is a woman doing this. <laughs> Even the same comments. Just feminize them. I don't know. Feminize them. <laughs> Whilst alcohol only made a small contribution to this, it was a greater contribution than other modifiable risk factors, she said, explaining that modifiable risk factors are ones you can do something about in contrast to aging. Aging? <laughs> aging. <laughs> You're aging? You're becoming more Asian? Like, I don't know. Like, what the hell? Aging? Is that racism? Yeah. What's up? Type of alcohol doesn't even matter. Any kind of alcohol. <laughs> Rum. Damn. I just want to rip this apart Chappelle style. Oh my God. There is no safe. This <laughs> number one, you did a study on drinking. If you're really drinking, you wouldn't study it. You would just drink. Like, and who I don't are these know, people like has a few in lining up to do this? This study, they, of course, they went to like the uh, the drunk tank people who've been in like boozing, like over boozing for 30 years. That's right. I don't know. I don't see any brain activity. Well. <laughs> They're saying that even at levels of low-risk drinking, there's evidence that alcohol consumption plays a larger role in damage to the brain than previously thought. The study found that this role was greater than many other modifiable risk factors, such as smoking. The interaction with high blood pressure and obesity on increasing the damage done by alcohol to the brain emphasizes the wider role of diet and lifestyle in maintaining brain health. So, so you did what this if study, like, you spent all this money to tell me when you get hammered, you, you forget stuff and it's not good for you. Like, really? Well, then, you know, part of the problem too with this stuff is it becomes one of those, I don't think slippery slopes the right thing, but it's like a causality thing where, okay, so say you drank a bunch and the next morning you didn't work out or didn't do something you're supposed to. Well, that kind of be, almost becomes like a snowball then to do more bad stuff. But, you know, say you, like me, I ran 3.1 miles today. did a 5K. I haven't run in months. Did it. And you know what? Now I'm having two beers. And God damn it, they taste delicious. They're Dude, I worked about, muscles. I worked eight hours today. I drank five beers. I feel fantastic. I could run 3.1 miles is what I'm believing. There you go. Now, if you had some purple drink infused brown ale, God damn, maybe, I, maybe that so. sounds delicious right now. It actually is. It's so weird, but it's so good. That's good. I don't know. It's like a maybe like a flaming Homer. If I lit it on fire. Oh, can, is it flammable? Nine point five, probably not. Maybe it's not purple drink. Maybe it's like lighter fluid. I don't even like. I don't even understand this beer. Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. But it's delicious. You got to get the um, brewer's tasting notes, the brewer's notes on that. Yeah. Why would you want that much gray matter anyway? If you were in Oxford, you would have had the brewer's notes and you'd be reading right now saying, oh, yes, this is how they made it. And Yeah. So this story is, I don't know, you take it for what you will. But it is kind of strange, though. You know, if if it did come out that Al maybe the, imagine the study was a hundred percent correct, hundred percent accurate. Could you imagine what it would take to unwind alcohol from our culture? Considering, like, just think about whatever we convince a lot of people of a lot of stuff. 
I mean, there's the convincing part, but think about how much alcohol is really just connected to celebrations, to good times, Hopefully to holidays. I don't know. Well, think about, I mean, you know, when's the last time you and I hung out and didn't have at least one drink? Like, think how many friendships you have that you're like, Never. could you imagine? <laughs> well, think about like your friends too. Like, imagine like you think about going out with your buddies, like imagine you guys like didn't drink. You're like, I mean, I got to just like talk to you sober it's like it's not a great now i'm not saying it's a positive thing that we think this way but but it's true like there's some people like i know i could not hang out with if we both didn't drink well so when i used to bike like i would hang out with my buddies and we we'd bike you go out you do 30 miles 20 miles whatever and you hang out all day whatever but you're on the bikes you're not really you're talking a little here and there you know but you're not sitting down having a whole conversation. Right. And then you finish biking. You're like, Hey, let's go get something to eat. So you get something to eat. You're not sitting there eating. You're fucking drinking and eating and you have a bunch of beers hang out. And that's the experience. Yeah. So I don't know. Unless you're at chess club, you, maybe you go to chess, hang out with a bunch of people, book club, you talk to people. I, I don't know. Even book club people are drinking. Yeah. It's just so funny, like to think about. I because I I've recently thought about that. I'm like some people like that I'm friends with, <laughs> like like Rich, like I love Rich, but like I've never hung out with him without having at least a couple beers. Can like, imagine I if, like you just showed up to like like events, like just where people sit and talk to each other, hammered every time. <laughs> well, like seriously. I've never hung out with Rich. Like we've never been sober for more than like, well, we did drive sober to go skiing the one time, but it's, it, there's always like tons of beers involved. There you go. You were going four beers though. So like, I think I've hung out with him. That drive, that car drive helped push the needle a tiny bit. Like there's been no time where we haven't had like <laughs> 10 beers together. Like every go. single time we've hung out, which and is that's funny. Not bad. See, it, it is what it is. You know, what's wrong with that until you start getting friends that go off the wagon and you're like, whoa, whoa, I got to respect this whole thing. And it's like, you don't mind if I drink beers though. <laughs> like, well, then it goes into tough. like the, well, then it goes into like, why did you go off the wagon? It's like, well, you know, I drove the car through a freaking uh, Burger King right. and was it that, or were you getting, and that was just felt like it was too much. Like, cause we've all been there. We're like, I don't know. Do I have a problem? I want to stop. Like. It's like I was Taking smoking meth out of a hooker's butthole. Like, you know, like, is it, Are you is at it that, level? that level? Yeah. Because I went to a Thanksgiving once. Actually, it was like a day after Thanksgiving. Speaking of doing, smoking crack out of a hooker's butthole. Speaking of, <laughs> no, went, to, went to a, uh, not my family, my wife's family. It was the day after Thanksgiving, but like another Thanksgiving. And her uncle was like a former alcoholic. So there's like... 15 of us you know 18 of us yeah. a lot of us like we're like under 30 and it was like so we're all just gonna sit here and not drink yeah and it, and it was weird like it was kind of it was kind of annoying to be honest so i'll give you one further so i have a cousin that i've never met i guess he's my mom's cousin well he's my mom's cousin's son which makes him my cousin, distant cousin, right? Removed, like half removed or twice removed or something. Yeah, hopefully all removed. But <laughs> apparently he's not an alcoholic, 
but just religious and very against drinking at all. Does he have a story? Which is all odd to me because I'm like, well, you go to church, what do you do? But of Christ, you're drinking wine. So you can't have wine at a table. He would get offended if you were at a table drinking in your own house. And because he came to my mom's house for dinner and then, and my dad had something to drink when he was alive, had something to drink and they left, you know, pretty soon after dinner. And my mom asked like the next day, like, you know, what was going on? You guys had to leave. Oh, well, he got a little bit offended that your, your husband was drinking. And my mom's like, well, he was in his own house and he was being hospitable, not out of control. Like, why does he have a problem with that? He had a problem with that because somebody at the table was drinking alcohol. Like, Dude, that's, you know what? You, you're you a fucking you baby. Get the fuck out. How about that? That Well, see, that's the kind of psychopath who's going to like shoot up a local bar. Exactly. Yeah, you know? because like, I did this for the Lord. The Lord doesn't want you to have this. Like, yeah. that, those people are just the most vile people because all they want to do is just control what everyone else does. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's not bothering anybody. Your dad's just having a drink. Like, like just shut the fuck up and respect the person's house. Yeah. Dickhead. I mean, a lot of people are very sensitive, socially sensitive about people that they've had the bout with it. And they're, they're on the wagon. What's it on the wagon off on the wagon is you're not drinking off the wagon is drinking. Right. I think so. On, on the wagon. So, they're on the wagon or, or, you know, they just decide not to drink <clears throat> or even dieting. Like people dieting. They're like, I just don't want to diet and you guys have a good time. And people are usually respectful and they're just kind of like, well, you know, if you're not drinking, I, I can kind of not drink too. But to get offended is a little bit, I don't know. I think it's just a making bit, it all about you. You're just a little bitch. That's you all know it is. And fucking stay home. That's what I yeah. say. How about yeah. that? Stay home and enjoy your life in isolation and in quarantine like everybody's done with COVID. Put yep. your mask on, stay in your home, and don't drink. Your little happy cocoon. And speaking of which, being in your little cocoon, wearing your mask, being at home. Mm-hmm. We have an article where... <laughs> it is it's time hard. to go under the ropes. Time to go officially. On. Officially. So, dear Prudence, my husband won't take off his mat, won't take his mask off even for sex. So, this person actually wrote to a, uh, I guess like a dear Abby, dear you know, dear Prudence person. Um, she, uh, they said we're both vaccinated now. When will this stop? So. They wrote a letter to Prudence, I guess, as the person that has the blog. Been married to a great guy for five and a half years. Handsome, sexy, funny, yada, yada, yada. Been a little prissy about illness. And I I never thought it was a real problem. However, during the pandemic, his terror about getting sick reached new levels. So for the last year, he refused to take off his mask, even when we were at home, just the two of us. Okay, so look, dude, I'm a little germaphobic, but in my home, like everything is good to go for me because I've either sanitized it or whatever, like get over it. Um, so they say he wears it. So this lady's writing says, even though he's fully vaccinated, he wears his mask to sleep, to do most of the bathroom 
activities. And yes, even during lovemaking. Dude, this lady is now seeing what a little beta bitch his, her husband is. That's I don't know how she could have a meal without stabbing him in the face with a fork. Honestly. Oh my, I wonder if he has like a special like chin dildo mask he wears for lovemaking. <laughs> chindo. <laughs> chindo. He's got a chindo. <laughs> Help this her out of it. Specially formulated chindo just for COVID. Mr. Selfish. Help her out. <laughs> but like, like, and that's it. Like, because how look do you at how to sleep? How do you sleep with one of those things? Look at our society right now. Men are becoming more feminized. Women are becoming more masculine. Who really wins in that scenario? Does Nobody. anybody? We both fucking lose. Exactly. And then like, because you know, you talk about the, you know, this guy, this lady is married to this guy. Oh, he's he's handsome, he's sexy, he's funny, he's kind. Then she watches like The Rock in any movie, and she's like, whoo, while her little like bitch husband is wearing his little mask everywhere and afraid of afraid of getting a little sniffle. Like a little that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't that know, is, man. It is drying her up is what that's doing. So she actually says even further to eat. He pulls it down to expose his mouth, then pu quickly pulls it back between bites. I'm like, if you're at home and you're that germaphobic, like you need to get another home. You need to get your own place. Like yeah. that's fucked up. He's sitting down when he's peeing now. Like it's just, he's changed completely. He's changed. He tucks he all tucks. the time when he gets out of the shower. He tucks. <laughs> He doesn't even take a shower anymore. He takes a long, luxurious bath. <laughs> Dude, this, uh, this virus has really exposed <laughs> to like what sort of like true, like what we are. You know, like if you're uh, one of these people who just wants to like tattle on people and you're not wearing your mask and you're not covering uh, your face and blah, 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 blah. Like this is really showing like someone this this is this just feels so calculated and almost so, like a like a psycho like a psychological examination on the entire planet. Oh yeah. So she's gonna write to the CDC and be like, can you come out with sidelines with, with guidelines on how my my man can bang me like without the mask? Like really? So she said she pride she tried to present him with the science. And he says, scientists don't fully understand the virus yet. <laughs> so, and he says, what's the harm? Well, the harm is you've just ruined your sexual relationship with your wife. So, dude, he, she is never going to want to fuck him again. Like, uh, she just like, just thinks he's like this little girl, like a little baby boy. Ah, uh, so, and then they write back that. Harm is to his mental health, to yours, and to your relationship. Of course, there's lots of harm in leaving him alone. So she's saying, sit down to him, free of emotions, and give him three options. First, if he does, he has to commit to the doctor's recommendations. You have to be present so he can't lie to you about what happens there. Hopefully, the doctor will say he has to do option number two, start seeing a therapist. Uh, finally, he can decide because it would be his decision if he doesn't take another action to call an end to the relationship. And then you move on. Find someone that's going to bang you without a mask. Yeah, she's going to find like a real man, just like gorilla fuck, fucks her. You know? Fuck me maskless. <laughs> that's going to be the cop. Fuck me without a mask. You're not wearing a mask. I ain't wearing a condom, a mask. I wear shit. <laughs> Wait, shit, baby. I'm raw dogging. All I'm wearing <laughs> is you. Damn. I and that's the like, last time she visits a prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 
gonna give it to her uh, so good she's gonna fret this guy's name. Like it's just it, like I'm embarrassed for this guy. Yeah, you, you kind of want to have a guy intervention. Like, so if one of your friends was going through this, wouldn't you like smack him around a little, just take him for a ride, like leave him out and like I don't know, just so cough on him. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fine. Just I bet this guy can't do a single pull up. Uh, oh. Do they have a picture of this guy? Like, that'd be great. Can you show yeah. us a picture? Because we want to know. Like, obviously, he looks like that. Obviously. Yeah, it sucks. But you know what? This uh, They do say, though, there are have been studies that say women who are on birth control, it actually affects their ability to detect pheromones. Huh. Yeah. So there used to be, you know, bef- before they, you know, a woman was on birth control, you know, you're, you kind of have a, you can smell, like people have a scent to them. And, you know, if a scent like, oh, this guy, something just doesn't seem right. Like there's, we're not clicking. There's, there's something to it, it, but it's actually pheromones. Yeah. Yeah. They say that that's almost like a blocker on that with birth control. So some of these women are meeting these guys like, oh no, he's great. Uh, Really? If they hadn't been on that. It's mentally great, but not animalistically great they're animalistic the, the pheromones the senses might have been like and eh, this guy's not really for us but the now animalistic that's, that's spidey sense is down there you go damn listen maskless and alone this is going to be the summer of love 2021 this is going to be goddamn freaknik out there like people are going to be just if you can't bang your girl without a mask dropper you'll find some other freak with a mask you guys could do it in full body condoms I'm sure it's going to happen. Dude, we're all going to be dead soon. Have some fun. Man, who Jesus needs, Christ. Who needs like fucking Vaseline? You could just do it with like fucking Vaseline. Purell. What Purell it up. year is this? Fucking Purell. Why hasn't Astroglide and Purell kind of come with like a synergistic product? That's like blowing my mind right now. What about Astroglide and Truly? <laughs> Ash, Rel. I don't know. Truly Glide. Truly Glide. Yeah, there's a Spark- lot. They could have a whole lot of sparkling seltzers, weed infused sparkling seltzers, weed infused lube. That's like whatever. Weed Kills infused alcoholic lube. Weed infused everything. Right. <laughs> it's the future. What if we infuse weed in everything? Well, I think a certain uh, Russian oligarch could have used a some weed infused lubricant. Last time he was with his, his uh, now ex-wife, who was taking him to court <laughs> on an unpaid six hundred million dollar divorce settlement, even suing her twenty-seven-year-old son for helping his billionaire dad stash hundreds of billions of dollars in assets out of her reach. Damn. Yes. Now, in the latest twist in this family drama, Tatiana. Akwadova has hired veterans of the special boat service, which sounds really funny. The British equivalent of the U S Navy seals team six compare the name. So that's seal like team a six. version of the seals. So you have seal team six, <laughs> which sounds super badass, and they have special boat service, which is seal team 69 is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> They've hired them to seize the $500 million super yacht purchased by her ex-husband, Farkad Amadov, a 66-year-old 
oil and gas tycoon and ally huh. to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Wow. The high-stakes maneuver follows the London High Court's recent ruling that Tatiana's son, Temer, must pay her $106 million because he acted as Farkad's lieutenant and did all he could to prevent his mother receiving a penny of the matrimonial assets. Wow. So she's 48. Son or his He's son? 66. I guess it's both of their son. Wow. So he got the son to be on his side, like, yeah, stop her from getting anything. He's 66. She's 48. He's got a 27 year old son. So that's some old school stuff right there. And she's he probably has a 27 year old girlfriend, too. It was crazy. Yeah, right. So the couple's assets include mansions, just mansions, a whole bunch of them. mansions, just line out in mansions with the uh, yeah, $140 million art collection that includes an Andy Warhol, Mark Rothko, and Damien Hurst, and the Luna. Mark uh, Farcard's 377 foot nine deck super yacht. Nice. The pleasure vessel built in 2010 for his Russian billionaire buddy, Roman. Abramovich. He's the one who owns Chelsea, right? I don't know. Oh, I think he he owns the Chelsea soccer team. (laughs) Has two helipads, a swimming pool, a mini submarine, an anti-missile defense system, and a pair of lifeboats that also function as water limousines. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, he owns Chelsea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember like seeing that name and I just couldn't because of all the gray matter I'm losing in my brain from all these booze I was drinking, I couldn't remember how to spell his and send well, out his dug name. it out of there, though. That's pretty good. I got there. Dug it I eventually got recesses. there. Yes. It's like getting the uh, money out of the couch. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to change. She's only been able to recoup a fraction of her ex-husband's wealth, partly via the sale of the secondhand helicopter in what's believed to be the secondhand. world's most expensive divorce proceeding. Damn. The London judge on Tatiana's case against Temer has decided the split as among the most bitter she's ever seen. That's uh, Tati- awesome. That's Tatiana, <laughs> who is Russian but lives in London, is also fighting to recover her fortune with litigation in Dubai, Liechtenstein, New York, and the Marshall Islands. Enstad. Enstad. <laughs> <laughs> so um last august dubai's highest court ruled against tatiana's appeal to seize the luna but her battle over the yacht continues in the marshall islands the ship sails under the flag of the marshall islands and is owned by an entity in Liechtenstein. reuters reported oh my god like you get to a point where you're just so rich like this just becomes this massive web of it's a worldwide chase for money oh my god Chaos and intrigue, all in one marriage. Yeah. So this dude. So this. All I know is all the people around them are holding their hand out, getting a shit ton of money. Security people getting money. Freaking lawyers, people representing them in other countries. Just ah, it's crazy. Six hundred million dollar divorce settlement. Damn. Even suing her son, like. (laughs) Son's like I'm heir to all of it, right? Apparently, Tatiana is the Russian equivalent of Karen. (laughs) That's what it translates to, right? It translates, yeah. Boom. She wants that goddamn boat. Can't say I blame her. 
The boat sounds awesome. Yeah, the boat on fire. That's what he's saying. Oh my gosh, she would probably torch it, right? She's probably going to get it in the divorce and just fucking blow it up. Just Michael Bay style. Just fucking pow. Like everything all over. Right? No. But. Well, speaking of amazing Russians. (laughs) I know somebody that could uh, blow up that boat for her. And it's. President, Russian President Vladimir Putin, um, who, by the way, can take the yacht to score another eight goals in another ice hockey gala match. If so only the course, Penguins had goddamn Vladimir Putin on their team, they could have beaten the Islanders. Uh, I think they like any team. Why, why are they not drafting Putin? He's guaranteed to take. Wouldn't goals. that be hysterical if, like, eight first goals. round, someone like picked up Putin? <laughs> I pick up Vladimir Putin. He gets a phone call like. What? Finally, finally like gets sh- call. That's you got to be like the last in the draft of like the shittiest team in the league. Just like yes, we're gonna get Putin. So he took part in the tenth night hockey league festival at Bolshoi Ice Arena in Sochi. Um, so every year for the last ten years, he scores. What's his average scoring? We got to have stats. At least have a, it's at least five card. or six. He had, a, he, had a, he had a big game this time. Big really game. stepped it up. Scored eight goals this year. Um, so he plays for the Hockey Legends team against the Night Hockey League as part of the Night Hockey League National Festival. And it's an all-Russia amateur team <laughs> hockey tournament founded at Putin's initiative in 2011. <laughs> so he funds it every year. And as is customary, Vladimir Putin paid for the, uh, paid. Ooh, that's a, that's a 40 oh, oh. slip there. Played for the hockey legends team as number 11. So they have all these posts on this Instagram. Goalie is like, he's like in the goal, giving Putin like the biggest target ever to shoot at. Oh my God. Not only is he in the goal, there's somebody with like a train. There's there's like a red dot on him at all times. Like, you better go down for Putin. I mean, Putin just just I it's it's really I want to see the highlight reel on Putin goals. Like the defensemen are just like, oh man, I tried to catch oh. you. Even though you know you're like two feet shorter than I am and <laughs> You know, Putin probably has old. a highlight reel and somebody created it for him and they run it at double speed and he looks fucking amazing. There's like sound effects and like CG shit in there. <laughs> like, I just want to see somebody either shatter him or square off and just start whooping his ass. Well, did we ever hear about what happened to the guy who put that red carpet out when he like fell over it? Ah, that's right. That was right great. That was gulag. last year, right? Right to the gulag, yep. That was the, uh, the ninth annual needless to say they probably didn't have a red carpet this year nope not a red goddamn carpet in sight oh man that fucking guy but dude imagine how weird that must be for the other players he looks tiny compared to him look at dude i know he's like two feet shorter than the players i'm like holy shit who's this midget oh that's putin hey what's up putin I want to see him get like his his angst up and be like, I want to play NHL hockey star. <laughs> just fucking I don't know, just get guys just I am new Ovechkin. 
<laughs> just blowing them up. Someone just oh, lays just a them out. Go out there and just lay them out. <laughs> right to the great. gulag. Right to the gulag. <laughs> right to the gulag. No, that's when you lay them out and you have like somebody have you on a harness that zips you up to the ceiling and gets you on the helicopter right out, like a rocket helicopter out of there. You have to. It's the only way you do it. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're gonna have the links in the show notes. You just have to see it. It's it's so beautiful and painful and sad and weird all at the same time. I want to see the television airing of this, like because you know, instead of commercials, that's when they probably have the team fighting championships going on <laughs> with the sexy dance and the guys fighting, like in the the brawl. Like, it's, whatever I mean, happened to that? They probably got like fighting. Get like Mike Emmerich to do their broadcast for it. They're like, who's <laughs> it alone? Well, yeah, the sexy dance, like that team MMA was so funny. Ah, oh, fucking there it is right there. I love Found it. it. TFC event, <laughs> team fighting club, team USA fighting versus club. Russia, five on five MMA fighting at its finest. 2018 is when it just stopped. Oh. I think it was banned. It's like, it's like going to a cockfight or a dog fight right now. Like yeah. it's gotta be, it's gotta be banned in like every country. Well, those were simpler times. I wonder if they could have it legally on UFC Island because that's like in oh, like Dubai or something like Dubai, that. Yeah. Just whatever. Pay them enough money. I want to see team fight club, team fighting championship. So during that same night, Pavel Bure, who was a, you know, amazing NHL player has yeah. been awarded the order for services to the fatherland. Wow. Is that four degree for his outstanding achievements in high performance sports and international sports, and also for his attention to and development of amateur sports. And even Pavel Bure could not even come close to the performance of Putin that night. Putin was like clowning on him, like just juking him and deking him. Like it had to be crazy. Wouldn't it be just so funny if one day, like everyone just played their normal game? Like Putin wore like a mask to see if people are like fucking with him. Oh, that'd be great. He should. That's where somebody has to talk him into doing like the blackface. The the black. (laughs) Oh, damn. Well, if it's good for Trudeau, it's good for for Putin, (laughs) right? No, no, no. Trudeau is brown face. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He was brown face, not blackface. Uh, good distinction like put, that was a good put, cover put putin in disguise and see what happens <laughs> that would be great just disguise him as some <clears throat> random dude playing and like what does he think like does he actually like god i'm so good like why like no one can touch me like or is it's he like oh, the ego man so ridiculous feeding the ego he knows nobody can touch me because and i'll score goals because i mean yeah it's just such a bizarre thing. I don't know, man. It's so weird. Like to just to watch it. It's like the goalie. I mean, that has to be the worst gig ever. Well, that's the goalie what... against Putin. Like every anyone else is shooting, you're like making like you know snatch glove saves. And like Putin, you're like Arr! he's like just standing there. Oh, I missed it. Why it's... is Putin in front of the net, man? <laughs> You don't ever stand in front of that. You fucking clear that guy out. There's no way. Like, give me puck. I bet he's cross check on him. Fuck that. Cross check yeah, right. in a fight. That's what it should. And then 
So it's just starting in. Bring like the NHL right now. You look at fucking playoffs. There's no way Putin's scoring a single. He's, there's no way he's standing at the end of a shift. Put like Zdeno Chara in there against Putin. Yeah, <laughs> fucking just animals. He'd be at like dick height. He seriously would be. <laughs> hey Putin, I'm sorry I gave you a black eye with my cock. <laughs> this is Maybe for next mother. year, buddy. This is for the mother Yugoslavia. <laughs> Maybe next year you'll get it in your mouth, asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Putin. You gotta love it. And Putin was uh choked to death today at the hockey event. <laughs> He ran to Zdeno Chara and uh, <laughs> he choked on his dick. And that's just, hey, you know, <laughs> the world's a funny place. Call him Vladimir Choke on Dick, Putin. Oh boy. That was Mario who was saying that. Exactly. Not, you hear me, Putin? I'm calling I, you out, bitch. I, I'm calling I, you out. Russian hackers fan. like hacking what? I don't know. I think this is why I've gotten. Because we talk about Putin so much, this is why I think I'm getting the Nigeria guy asking me for money again. See, you get hacking coin. me. They're fucking Putin. hacking me. Get some Putin coin, you're good to go. Oh, I got a crazy uh, email last week that was like, it was from nowhere, and it was like, oh, here's the file that you want. And I'm like, God damn, this is like ransomware. I know this is Putin. This is Putin. Yeah. It's so bad, I sent know. him some ransomware back, motherfucker. How about That's that? Right. I got three Bitcoin out of that. You, you topsy turvy the ransomware. <laughs> Here's your ransomware, motherfuckers. Boom, burn in hell. <laughs> That'd be great if I could really do that. I would love that. Well, it's like so nasty. Like stuff. It's like it's like oh, your PayPal's been suspended or your Apple account is suspended, and you're like you panic for a second, and you're like, oh, you're like really? Fuck. Come on. How about you go fuck yourselves, and I go log into those sites and see what's up. I don't open any emails ever anymore. It's like delete, yeah. delete, delete, delete. Yeah, no, anything with attachment, even emails, I just kind of, no, nah, I don't know where it's from. Fleet. Yeah. But that'd be great if you could ransomware the ransomware people. That's right. Like, I got your kids hostage, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. Be like real ransom. Like, like, I jacked your shit. I know who you are. I just jacked your shit. That's the way to do it. Just drone, drone bomb them. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> So really what we should do is we should be the best Putins we could be. Yeah. That's really our goal. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for the week. Thank you so much for listening. It was fun doing Under the Ropes again. It's been a while. Hopefully yeah, it was a lot of fun. Summer, we can keep this rolling. A lot of crazy stuff going to be happening in the world. Everything's opening up. I'm sure there's going to be crazy, ridiculous stories that are going to be going on. So we'll... We may end up doing more under the ropes than we do regular. Who knows? Maybe Even we'll talk about it for the summer, right? Even for the summer, yeah. And switch back. You never know. We shall, see. we shall see. Only way to find out is to subscribe and to go to skibumpodcast.com. Please follow us on all the socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at skibumpodcast. Untapped as well. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to buy some swag, we got that for you too. Keep on podcast.com slash shop. Thank you again so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay food. See ya.